If you're more focused on your bottom line than taking a stand for what you believe, you're not leading, you're performing. And right now, the leadership space is riddled with performers. Join me for this very special three-year anniversary episode of today's Thought Leader. Can you fucking believe it? Three years. And in this episode, I unveil the future of leadership and what it will take for you to get there. Tune in and learn the difference between performative leadership and potent leadership. Why most leaders are keeping quiet right now. The real reason for the rise in shame culture. And three lessons all leaders need to embrace in order to step into potent leadership. You'll also hear me go off on a little rant about leadership today, which you might find pretty interesting and entertaining. Now, if you're listening and you are ready to dive into the inner work required to elevate your leadership and grow your movement, let's talk. I currently have two openings for one-on-one coaching and mentorship. Apply today at www.rubyframon.com forward slash let's work together. That is forward slash let's dash work dash together. That link and more will be in the show uh, in the show notes. Now, if you have a question about the episode and you loved and you loved and you love texting, shoot me a text one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero. Shoot me a text message. Ask me a question about this episode. Just remember to quote the episode number, which is 202. You can also share your insights from this episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you prefer emails and you want to receive weekly leadership advice and inspiration, let's connect via email at rubyfremont.com forward slash connect. Now, whether you are new to the podcast or a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now to download a few episodes on iTunes and drop a rating and review. Please help me get this podcast to the earbuds of more leaders around the world. Now, it is time to hop on into this three-year anniversary episode and learn three lessons that will help you be the potent leader that you know you're here to be. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, Thought Leaders, and welcome to the three-year anniversary episode of today's Thought Leader. I cannot believe it's been three years, to be honest. I can't believe I've recorded over 200 episodes. It's been such a crazy journey with this podcast in that it's really, what really started as Um, one of the most difficult challenges that I've ever done in my business, (laughs) being the podcast, has ended up being 
my favorite platform for using my voice. And when I first started podcasting, it felt difficult because I was so used to doing videos. I was so used to doing Facebook lives. I was so used to having that instant gratification from live video. And then I was also so used to doing YouTube videos where I could edit everything and put in copy and text and make it look all fun. And all of a sudden I started doing podcasting, which was really essentially audio only. Some of you watch this on YouTube, but for the majority of you, you're listening with earbuds. And for some reason that felt intimidating to me. And through a lot of unpacking over the years, I realized it's because I only have my voice to rely on with the podcast. And our voices are incredibly powerful uh, that, you know, they stem from our, th our throat chakra, which is our, our truth center. So essentially our voices are an expression of our truth when we choose to use it this way. So it's been a journey of unpacking that and of me really stepping into my voice on a more profound level. And as you've probably noticed over the past few episodes, I am sharing a lot more and speaking more on things that are happening in our world. You know, I think a lot of leaders avoid talking about politics because like who wants to get political? A lot of leaders don't want to talk about you know, their thoughts and perceptions on what's going on in the world, because this opens the doors to judgment, to people leaving their audiences because they believe differently. It, it opens the doors to people not wanting to do business with them. It opens the doors to rejection. And this is going to be a huge part of what I'm talking about today. In fact, today, I'm going to be sharing three lessons that I believe all leaders need to embrace. And these are three lessons that I've learned over the, my three years of podcasting. Um, but mostly three lessons that have really come into play in my life over this past year of podcasting. And I want to share these with you now because I think it's especially important with everything that's happening in our world. And you know, I was thinking about what am I going to talk about on the three-year anniversary episode? Do I want to make it political? Do I want to talk about what's going on with the fake pandemic? Like, what do I want to do? And I was like, you know, I really just want to continue equipping leaders with the tools that they need to take a stand for the things that you really want to take a stand for today. You know, some of you, perhaps you've been keeping quiet about some of the things that are taking place because of fear of rocking the boat, fear of judgment. Um, maybe you're not sure what to say, but I challenge you because I think you know what to say, but your fear of getting it wrong, of throwing people off, of upsetting people in your audience, I think that's what's actually getting in the way. And I also know the other side of this, that because I do have quite a few friends of mine who are in the same space who aren't saying much on social media right now, but it's because they've been speaking loudly about the events for years and now they're just 
in a deep state of integration and preparation. So wherever you're at, it's okay. And the three lessons that I'm going to share today are going to support you in being the potent leader that you're here to be. So let me start first by talking about leadership today. And in fact, what was really interesting and cool is I got a DM from one of my awesome community members on Instagram and she had DM'd me saying, you know, I really appreciate you speaking up and I'm also in disbelief that you seem to be the only leader that I follow who is saying anything real right now. And she was actually upset about it, genuinely upset. And I, I knew why, because it can be disappointing when you are following someone, when you look up to someone, when you feel inspired by someone, it can, be, it can feel disappointing when they don't show up in the ways that you expect them to show up. And that's what we're seeing now more than ever. So let me, let me dissect this year a little bit. And I didn't, I didn't know if I want to do this, but fuck it. It's my podcast. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking say it. Okay. So we're starting off with a little rant. March, 2020, that's when we went on lockdown in the U S and the rest of the world for this virus, which is real, but the pandemic is not when I emphasize that. Um, And shortly after, a few months after, there was the uprise with Black Lives Matter, um, which was fueled by the death of George Floyd. Now, anti-racism work is incredibly important and incredibly crucial, especially the way it's tangled in American culture and the history of Americans. So I want to make that clear. I am an advocate for anti-racism work, and I am in the midst of doing my own work. I am not an expert in anti-racism work, but I am a devoted student in anti-racism work. And what we saw at that time was really interesting. Um, We had a lot of people speaking up, and then we had a lot of people shaming those who weren't speaking up to speak up. And that was where I believe the culture of shaming began in our society this year was during that, those initial protests. The culture of shaming was born in those protests. I had clients who were being shamed by people who followed them. I had friends who were being shamed. People were just feeling shamed for not speaking up because they felt like they should, but they didn't know what to say. They didn't know, they don't want to get it right. And then we saw a bunch of leaders who stuck up a black tile to show that they're part of the movement and then go back to their regular standard programming. I also noticed a ton of leaders who had never really ever featured black people on their podcasts or videos all of a sudden scramble to release a podcast or a video of with someone who's black and i'm just going to speak for myself and not for the black community because that is not who i am but that ruffled my feathers a little bit 
that was kind of fucked up because right after that, they just went back to their standard regular whiteness. And I say this as a woman of color and someone who has always made the intention to be inclusive and to showcase diversity. And here's a bunch of fucking leaders acting like performers, trying to position themselves as being good people and being good leaders. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it was just, it was so ridiculous to see. They're performing, trying to position themselves as being like good leaders. Look at me. I'm in, I'm in this anti-racism movement, BLM, fists up. And then all of a sudden go back to their regular standard stupid shit right? That to me is not leadership. We also saw, uh, and, and this was insane to me, like white people coming up with their own fucking freebies and opt-ins for anti-racism work would never, ever, ever position themselves as anti-racist advocates before, but all of a sudden created this freebie opt-in, put it out there and asked people to sign up to get it trying to look like they are part of the anti-racism movement. When really, they were just trying to get more followers and subscribers for themselves. So not really even supporting the cause at all. So that time is when there was a, a rise in, or the birth of shaming, the shaming culture. There was a rise in performance leadership for sure. And then that continued to play out throughout the rest of the year. Now, as the fake pandemic continued to roll out and more truth was coming to the surface and more facts were being actually fact-checked, not like Twitter fact-checked. Um, not a lot of people are saying anything. And yet I know for a fact that there's a lot of people out there who are thinking things, but they're not saying it because they're so scared of, of losing followers, of losing business. And okay, cool. If that's what's driving you, fine. But to me, that's not fucking leadership. If your bottom line is, is what's driving you, that is not leadership. Call yourself a coach, call yourself an accountant, call yourself an expert, a guru or whatever, but do not call yourself a leader. If your bottom line is what is driving you. Whew. That rant made me a little hot. Okay. So got a little spicy there. Um, but really, this is what I've been noticing and observing this year is just this influx of performative leadership, this influx of, of shaming. And of course, the fear of cancel culture is real. So I understand why some people also don't want to speak up in fear of losing their Instagram account with a following of, you know, however many thousand. But the way that I look at it is if I was able to build that Instagram account, I'm able to build it again. So that's that. Um, we're at, we've reached a, we've reached a point in our society and our collective where leadership has to be redefined. I think that there's been this idea, idea of redefining leadership for a few years now. Um, you know, five, six years, there's been this idea of redefining leadership. And now we've reached the crucial tipping point of like, are we going to redefine it or are we not? And people can, you know, make fun of politicians all they want for their performances and their lies. But it, the way in which many of these leaders are showing up online 
is also a fucking performance and they're also lying. And that's fucked up. So now is the time to redefine leadership. Now, I want to share with you a little bit about what this past year has been like for me. Um, so I don't know if, you, if you've been listening for a while, then you remember that a year ago, last November, I took a month off and I went to Peru to sit in plant medicine dieta with the Shipibo tribe. Uh, and it was a little village off the river um, in the middle of nowhere, bare bones. This isn't like one of those ayahuasca centers that you see in pictures. I mean, it was bare bones. I had a little bamboo hut um, called a tambo. I slept on a moldy ass, really disgusting old single twin mattress um, with like a mosquito bed sheet. I peed in a bucket at night. Like it was bare bones. And I was there for 14 days. I was away for 18 days total. And it was, it was definitely an experience that shifted my life forever. Um, prior to that, I had really embarked on my plant medicine journey uh, in December of 2018. And since December of 2018, I have been really devoted um, to this journey. Uh, it's been a massive I don't even, I don't want to call it an awakening. It's not even a rebirth. It's just been a part of my journey that has served me powerfully for my own internal evolution. Um, if you want to hear more about my experience in Peru, just go back to episodes number 155 and 157, uh, which is like part one, part two of my experience in the Amazon. Now, after being in the Amazon jungle for that long, having no technology, just having my coloring book. You know, I had one book to read, but there was nothing. I had nothing. Um, and that was everything. <laughs> I really dropped into just being. And there were days when I would just lay in the hammock and listen to the birds and look at the trees uh, for hours. And so when I came back to Los Angeles, of all places, landing back in LAX was a shock. Um, I remember Kevin picking me up at the airport and I had my giant backpack and I was like, oh my God, please take me home. And I took a shower and I, and I sat on the bed and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. It was like being dropped into this other reality a one that I felt like I no longer was familiar with. And that was really interesting. And, um, you know, I had given myself another two weeks to really just integrate. And then I continued working, but something shifted. It was like, I no longer had it in me to hustle. Um, actually, that's incorrect. No, I lie. I had it into me, in me to hustle, but I no longer had any desire whatsoever to hustle. And I've been a hustler my entire fucking life. All I wanted to do was just be. All I wanted to do was just hang out with myself and my feelings. All I wanted to do was just sit and do nothing. And I remember um, heading into 2020, I had filled my entire business for the year. It felt so good. And I had planned it that way so that I could just start writing my book, which I did. Um, and so as I started 
writing my book, I dropped deeply into being. There was less doing, there was less hustle. I focused on my clients that I had, but I didn't have to try and enroll any more clients. I didn't have to try and sell myself. It, it really, and I want to emphasize this, it 2020 ended up, has ended up being the most easeful year in my business yet and the most money earned. And this is very important, the most profitable year. I essentially paid less attention to everyone else this year and focused more on me and who I was being. It was like my bullshit meter went on super sensitive mode, like high sensitivity alert. And I just didn't care about what everyone else was doing. I didn't want to look at what anyone else was doing. I just want to focus on what I was doing and who I was being. I want to focus on my clients and that was it. And I want to focus on my book. And so I did just that. And I also ended up playing the role of the observer, which was really interesting because this wasn't intentional. I just dropped into the state of observing everything, including myself, which also included observing my judgments towards what I was observing in others and in myself. And so I dropped into this like deep state of observation um, while also creating an unshakable sense of alignment in my life, in my business, in within me. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I dropped deeper into my voice by speaking up on issues that really mean something to me versus like just speaking up on things that I think I should be speaking up about in order to avoid being shamed, you know? Um, and then just recently, um, you've probably heard me talk about Thought Leader Collective, and this is my one and only group program that I run. It's a mastermind. It's a collective. It's for experienced leaders who want to connect with other experienced leaders so we can build together, collaborate, rise together, and rise higher together. And it was a vision of mine for years. I absolutely loved it. I ran the first one this year with an exceptional group of leaders. It was one of the best experiences in my business to date. And I just kept getting the psychic sense over the past couple of months that like, I, I'm not going to be doing this next year. Like there, this needs to be on pause. It's not that I'm never going to be doing this again, but it needs to pause right now with everything that's happening in the collective. It needs to be on hold. And old Ruby would have just listened to what my mind was saying, saying, no, you need this. You need this money. You need this income. This is a huge chunk of your work. You've already invested tons of money in the marketing, but this new evolved version of myself that was more interested in being in alignment and, and really just being who I am decided to listen to what I was feeling. And you know what? After all that, after everything I've experienced this year, after everything that I've done, completed, achieved, been, felt, I am left feeling better than ever. Like it's incredible. And it's because I started really living my redefined version of leadership, which is potent leadership. It was like I dropped into being the fullest expression of what I consider to be potent leadership and what I feel is the direction that leadership needs to go, especially right now. And 
I did so by embracing three lessons this past year. And these are the three lessons that I feel all leaders need to embrace in order to step into this redefined version of leadership that our world needs in order to step into potent leadership. So now is where I'm going to talk to you about the lessons. <laughs> so lesson number one, and I know I say this a lot, but just hear me out. Lesson number one is leadership isn't about what you're doing. It's about who you're being. Okay, so there are leaders out there, many, many leaders, who are fixated more on sharing what they're doing. You know, here's me working with clients. Look at me at this retreat. Look at me with my fancy car. Look at me doing this thing. Look at me in my ideal relationship. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's the look at me energy. But my question to them, and maybe this is to you, can you meditate without taking a photo of you meditating? Can you give selflessly to charity without talking about it? Can you be present with your clients without taking photos or videos to share with your audience? Because leadership isn't a performance. It's not about what you're doing. It's not even about what you've accomplished. It's about who you're fucking being and who you're being is felt. And so are you being everything that you teach, preach, and share? Are you being the fullest, expression, the fullest expression of what you're telling your audience to be? Are you being the fullest and deepest and most profound integration of everything that you've learned? Because leadership isn't about what you're doing. It's about who you're being. Every single moment of every single day. Even when no one's watching, when the cameras are off, when no one's listening to, it's about who you're being, even when you're all alone. Lesson number two, we always hear that leaders lead the way. Well, I want to challenge that this year. Don't just lead the way, pave the way. Look, if there is a way it's been done and people are doing it. This is about you doing the work necessary to lay down the path brick by brick. So you can learn your own lessons as you go with zero expectations of getting it right the first time. This is about laying those bricks down and walking that path first without expecting people to follow you and without needing people to follow you. There's this weird energy sometimes with leaders. It's like they, they feel like they need to be followed. And so they'll do anything to fulfill that need. But that's not the case. Leadership is about paving the way. And that means going through the fire first, crawling through the mud first, swimming through the ocean first. That it's you doing all of that work for yourself. And then eventually it becomes for the people that you're here to serve. So don't just lead the way, pave the way. And then lesson number three, the inner work, which I talk about all the time, the inner work is non-negotiable. 
if there was one non-negotiable you were going to take into your leadership and into your life, quite frankly, it would be this. Your inner work is non-negotiable. Leadership is truly an inner game. It's not about all the tactics, the strategies. It's not about positioning. It's not about marketing or branding. Fuck, it's not even about like putting the title leader in your IG bio. It's, it's, it's about something far deeper than that. And you can only take people, your clients, your audience, you can only take people as deep as you've gone. And so you get to take responsibility for your evolution. You get to embrace your evolution. You get to let yourself evolve, let yourself grow, let yourself shift and go through your own metamorphosis and and adapt and change and, and transform. Like you get to do all of those things. And if that means that that's going to transform your business, your niche, your branding, your messaging, so fucking be it. Because there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than positioning yourself as a leader while at the same time slapping a label on yourself and trapping yourself in a box because you think this is what you need to be in order to be seen as a leader. This goes way further and way deeper than how you're seen. This is, this is about you and your inner work. This is about you becoming more devoted to your own inner work than of influencing the people around you. And when you become this devoted to your inner work, it is felt by those around you. It is felt on the deepest levels. It is an energetic force that cannot be reckoned with. So let me repeat those lessons. Lesson number one, leadership isn't about what you're doing. It's about who you're being. Um, I know that this was something that I learned myself Very early on when I started in the coaching industry, I was getting caught up in the cool kids crowd, you know, and there was something that always fell off about that. And I realized a lot of people were talking the talk, but not a lot of people were walking the walk. Not a lot of people were being who they say they're being. And that felt completely misaligned with me and rubbed me the wrong way since one of my number one values, well, my number one value is integrity. And that's when I learned very quickly that it's about who you're being, who you're being, even when no one's watching, who you're being not to fulfill a perception or an expectation of someone else's, but just who you're fucking being. So lesson number one, leadership isn't about what you're doing. It's about who you're being. Lesson number two, don't just lead the way, pave the way. Um, God, this is something that I learned really early on. And maybe it's because I'm a daughter of um, immigrant parents and I saw them laying their own bricks down, their own building their own future brick by brick that I've just always done this. Um, But I realized very early on that your path isn't always going to be laid out for you. And so you have to build it. And when you build that path, you also end up building it for other people. So don't just lead the way, pave the way. And then lesson number three, the inner work is non-negotiable. 
wow. Okay. So like the past two years, I mean, I've always, not always, I have been a personal development junkie for at least, I would say nine years now, but it hasn't been until these last two years where I really took it to another level. And my inner work became something that I did for myself versus something that I showcased for other people or to prove myself. And I think that's the, yeah, that's the difference is your your inner work is non-negotiable and it's not something that you do to prove yourself. It's something that you just do for you. Yeah, that, that's what it is. So those are the three lessons that I feel that I know all leaders need to embrace in order to step into this redefined version of leadership, in order to step into potent leadership. Now, if you loved this episode, shoot me a text message and let me know. Share your number one takeaway with me. Just text me at 1781-336-0160 and just mention the episode number, which is 202. Um, and please do share this with your friends. Uh, share this with the leaders in your life. Share this with your audience. Share the podcast with more people. I would absolutely love to get in the earbuds of more leaders around the world so we can collectively work to redefine leadership. So please share and then also do me a favor and download a few episodes on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes and drop a rating and review, please. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Today's Thought Leader where I am challenging you to activate the leader within. Now, if you want to work with me, let's talk. Um, just head to my website, rubyframon.com forward slash let's dash work dash together. Let's work together. That link and more will be in the show notes. And finally, if you're not a fan of my text messaging service, um, which by the way, goes directly to me. And aside from the first text, which is automated, every other text is me. All the text messages are me. They come straight to my phone. So it's a really cool way to connect. But if you prefer social media, make sure you are connected with me. My handle is at I am Ruby. And my two favorite places to hang out right now are Instagram and Twitter. Finally, make sure you check back on Monday for an episode that I know you will appreciate. My friend Justin Shank, the host of the top rated podcast, The Growth Now Movement, joins me for an honest conversation on what it really takes to create a successful movement. Thank you, leaders.